Welcome to the sport and on today's episode we're recording at Shalom Gardens. It's a serene place. It's off Ngong Road. It's amazing if you're looking for a place to have a chilled out place for you and a couple of friends. This is the place to be. I'm loving the scenery. It's super duper amazing and you're in for an amazing conversation as we talk about love, life and so much more. Right here on the sport with your girl STL Yamua. Especially when you move around to the sound, you come around eventually. <laughs> Deadly, shapely, sexy. Especially when you move around to, to the sound, you come around eventually. There you go. <laughs> That's how we start off the sport today with a very good friend of mine. He's called William. And. Um, before we even get to know him a little bit more, I'd like you to describe uh, where we are. How does it feel like? Man, so this feels like, a, like, like, like the site of a music video. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's nice. It's nice, lush and green. Uh-huh. The sun is out. Benches. It's like Central Park in New York. You know, back in New York, we have something similar to this. So, this is really cool. Back in New York, girl. Back in New York. <laughs> so, yeah, it feels like we're in New York recording the Spot Podcast, and I'm with William. How do people describe you? Funny, always telling stories. I think wise, maybe three of them. <laughs> but very talkative. I talk a lot. I think a lot. And I just love people, man. I just love people and being alive. And I love the fact that you're, you're a very positive energy kind of person. Do you always feel like that? Mostly. I mean, every day above the ground is a good day. So you got to be positive, man. Apart from Corona positive. you got to be positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And today we're talking about uh, so many things, including love, definitely, and heartbreaks and uh, fatherhood. Uh, you're not a father yet. Yeah, but I've experienced a bit through <laughs> my dad, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Growing up, what kind of a child were you and how was it growing up around your folks? Mm. I was a smart child. So I was regularly uh, top of my class. I was regularly, in fact, like top of... I was born and brought up in Nairobi. And um, I was a smart child. I'm a family of three. Actually, three brothers. I don't know why people count themselves. I have three brothers and two sisters. Then plus me, that's six. Right? So I have one who's older. And then I'm the second born. Then the rest are younger than me, clearly. Um, Smart child. I mean, I think... Pretty much our entire family is smart people. Um, and not in a, a braggish way, but we did well in school. Um, so primary school, then I went to one of these national schools for high school, uh, my dream school. And uh, that was really cool. And then I went to the University of Nairobi. Okay. Yes, and I did a, d- a course which I don't use anymore. <laughs> yeah, or hardly use anymore. <laughs> But at least, what you can do is when you have degrees, you'll be yeah. among them. So yeah, but as my namesake Willie Paul says, Minguni hakuna degree. So. Minguni hakuna degree. Malaika wana degree. But that sounds like a very. <clears throat> it was. It sounds like a song that came from a very heartful kind of point. Yeah, but pose ni pose. Heshimu pose. He's talented. That's good enough. Now, what was your relationship with your dad growing up? Oh, brilliant, man. My dad is my favorite human being. My dad is a... Uh, I, I don't know why people say they're f- 
folks are their best friends. I don't know how. No, I don't. I, I don't know how you'd be best friends with your folks. I don't know. Um, but he was my guardian. He was my protector. He was fountain of wisdom. My dad is a wise man. My dad provided for us. My dad taught me the the value of hard work. My dad taught me to be kind to people. My dad taught me to be respect to respect people and be respectable as well. My dad taught me how to tie a tie, and I love that. Um, if, if for me, even teaching it to my younger brother, um, and hopefully one day to my sons, you know, and my daughters as well, um, it's one of those things that really, really. Every time I tie a tie, I see my dad. I remember my dad teaching me how to tie a tie, and um, I mean he was brilliant, man. I really just love my dad. Um, he was very chilled, also. Um, dad loved football, um, still does. Um, so, I mean, we always had good conversations. Uh, like all Kenyan dads, they loved politics as well. Um, so, we'd always talk about politics as well. Um, yeah, he's a good man. I love him. So, other than him teaching you how to tie a tie, what other notable thing do you remember? And also, maybe a, a very impactful conversation that you had with him in your life? My dad taught me how to respect people. And uh, regardless of your status, in society or your stature, wherever you may be. He taught me how to respect people. Whether you're the cook uh, in a school, whether you're the canteen owner, whether you're the CEO of a company, Fortune 500 or whatever, everyone deserves respect. There's a quote I've been seeing online a lot saying, a person's a person, no matter how small. That's my dad. That's my dad. Everyone's a person, so treat them well. Okay. And a notable conversation that you had with him that still, you know, is very impactful to you up until today. Oh, when I told my dad I was leaving the house when I was moving out, mm-hmm. I was in my early 20s. And I remember my dad told me, please note that you've not been kicked out of this house. You're moving out of your own volition. Um, therefore, two things. One, this house is always going to be open to you. If life goes, uh, goes and it becomes rough, you always have a wide open door here. So I really, really love that. The second thing my dad did, which I found very brilliant and very dad-like of him. He's the most generous human being I know. My dad told me, take anything you want in this house. Anything. Whether you want the cooker, whether you want the seats, uh, whether you want whatever you want, take it and go. Uh, me just being me and my pride, eh? I took my bed. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so I started life from scratch. He had the opportunity like, to start with everything I wanted. you know. Um, but I think when you're early 20s, sometimes you want to be make make your own man and be yourself mm-hmm. and show p- guys that you can make it by yourself. Yeah, but I mean, those are, I remember that conversation when I was leaving. He really, really gave me the... And he told me, you'll do well. He really affirmed me, you know. And my dad is... He really affirms me and he really believes in me. D- growing up, did you have any doubts about or maybe insecurities that your dad changed your perspective on them? Uh, I don't have insecurity. I was just scared of my mom. <laughs> I was really scared of my mom. Uh-huh. But my dad shielded me. He shielded me several times. And I mean, I'd get into trouble. And then if my dad hears about it first, I mean, there's a time I beat someone. And I'm not a violent guy, mm-hmm. but I was a child. I beat the child. He lost his two front teeth. Good. And I knew, yeah, and I knew if my mom finds out, this is gonna like, calligraph, like, I'm gone, you know. <laughs> but my dad found out and uh, he sat me down and he lectured me on it. Not even next day. I feel like he talked to me through what's going on. I did do such a thing. And then we never told my mom. Mm-hmm. So I, f- I feel like my dad really protected me from my mom. My biggest insecurity was my mother. <laughs> my mom was after my life. <laughs> now, we always remember um, our first time 
the first time that we we did you know we went to school we had our first job mm. we made our first ugali do you oh. remember that time <laughs> how is it and what was your what was your dad's reaction so let me say my dad has been there for a lot of my fasts eh? he's he's a busy man he travels a lot uh, but he's been there for a lot of my fasts so even just examples we've given about going to school dad was there when going to my job in fact i need to say when i got my first job i was still being i was pay, paid a salary but my dad would still give me money for bus fare you know which is ridiculous but he's just my dad you know mm-hmm. and i cook very well let me just say this i cook very well so all the single ladies all the single ladies i cook very well <laughs> but the one meal i've been unable to make or the one dish is ugali and it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i don't know how i couldn't make ugali every time i spend time with my dad and he tries to teach me how to make ugali I try to learn and maybe you guess get a bit better. I never quite get it, but my dad is has is the most patient guy. He's very patient with me. Uh but this year in April during the curfew and uh, the lockdown and everything, I made my first successful ugali. And I was home by myself. I was not with my dad. And so I remember taking a picture. It looked good, eh? <laughs> and I and I sent it to him and my dad called me and my dad was so proud. I mean, you'd have thought Sasa nimepikia Obama or something. He was so proud, eh? Or you've just made an incredible invention yeah. to the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like I've come up with the cure of COVID. Yeah. I just made ugali. And it was it was nice and it was properly like not too soft, not too tough. It had the nice shape. A bit rough on the edges still. But my dad was like, "Eh, William, this ugali will take you places." <coughs> eh? <laughs> so also my dad is really just exaggerate, eh? Yeah. Let me tell you, even if you want in fact what I need to do is get you the people at Serena Hotel. Mm-hmm. They should employ you now because you have ugali making skills that are world class, you know. And I mean I was just calling my dad tell him, "Hey dad, I actually made ugali, you know." But my dad is such a huge supporter. Anything that his children do, all six of us, he really just blows it out of proportion, you know. Um I remember when um, my younger sister made um an egg. An egg. Hey, <laughs> my dad was deal, like, "Come and see my ayake stuck in my yam to mingine." Ata when you go to a hotel, he doesn't want to eat eggs. Mm-hmm. He'll eat eggs at home because of my sister and she. My just an egg, but he really is that the man who really just pushes you to do the best that you can. Yeah, like pushing the greatness out of you. He calls out the greatness in you, man, and 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 I love you, dad, for that forever and always. You know the way we love is the way we were loved. You say you are a hopeless romantic. Ah. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's a hopeless romantic to start with? Hopeless romantic is this man. I'm in love with love, man. I love love and I love loving people and being loved by people. So I love doing things for people, I love affirming people, I love being there for people. I just love love, man. I just love love so much. I love it. Oh, okay, so uh, let me put this also in context, eh? Mm-hmm. Sometimes what we are is what we've seen and what we've experienced. Sometimes it's what we've not experienced and we really yearn for. Right, so I saw no romance in my house. Let me just put that record straight, eh? None. <laughs> none I didn't all. see flowers. I didn't see celebrations of honeymoon, of uh, anniversaries. I saw none of that, eh? My folks were old school, man. They're old school. I mean, once or twice we celebrated someone's birthday. Uh, my my siblings, when they turned a significant age, you know, eighteen, twenty-one. Um, I think one time we did mom's birthday, or but we didn't do it. it. We didn't come from that. F- we don't have, don't have that tradition of celebrating. Um, so <laughs> you love love yes that's true but would you say you're the kind of person do you cry n- watching movies and you get teary or when you see sad stories in the movies what happens do you get those moments 
I do get cherry-eyed. I, I mean, I do get cherry-eyed. I for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm moved by compassion when when th- when sad things happen. There are movies which I know yani this one. Hey, this one is a tear jacker. So I will not don't don't get me I won't weep. In fact, many times <laughs> I will not even have to shed a tear. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But you can tell the mood has changed like I'm significantly sadder or or more somber. Um yeah, so I mean if especially like rom-coms. Like you know when you watch something and then the, the superstar dies. Ah, just killed me, man. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped watching. <laughs> Did you ever have a conversation with your dad about love? We didn't have a conversation about love. We've never had a conversation about love. My dad is African, eh? He's as old school as they come. Mm-hmm. So we never had that conversation about love. But we had a conversation about sex. Okay, right? interesting. Uh-huh. Right, and this is just before I joined uh, high school. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, how old are you? Maybe 14, 15 at the time? And, but it was the most awkward conversation. Because I felt like he had to have the conversation but i didn't feel like he wanted to have the conversation so he was very you were stammering he's ah, man it was ridiculous <laughs> like uh william so generally eh, eh sometimes you'll have feelings and you know the thing is because you have a bit of sex ed in school yeah just a bit yeah. um you know what he's talking about generally but he really bit about the bush oh man i've never seen a man bit around the bush like that man on that day and he talked about, uh, I mean, he sat me down by myself and talked to me about what the Americans say, the birds and the bees. Mm-hmm. He really was just very vague about it. He says, so, uh, I don't want to hear anyone is pregnant. <laughs> you know, sometimes things happen, people get pregnant. So unless William would say, this is the person I'm getting married to, and you're already married, I don't want to hear pregnancy. And that's, that's, I mean, that's it. That's a relationship, love, sex talk we've had with my dad. That was it. That was it, man. It was all of like four minutes long. <laughs> so by that time, did you have a girlfriend no. or... Oh, okay. No, no, no. I was very, very book-oriented. In fact, let me tell you, the first girls who came to distract me came when I was in Form 3. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, some some Kale girl. Hey! Let me tell you. They are beautiful girls and then they are Kale girls. Hey! Kale girls are hot. Yeah, so a Kale girl came to distract me and my life and my trajectory to become the next Ben Carson. <laughs> 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 but that was in form three. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so I remember, I remember reading uh, Ben Carson. The the book was called. Um, those think big and those gifted hands. Uh, gifted hands. Yep. I I remember reading it, and um, at that point I was in primary school, and uh, I thought I'd become a neurosurgeon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you read uh, Gifted Hands and Think Big, what 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 impact did they have in you? I read the books in primary school. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought I was going to become a doctor. In fact, my all my friends just called me Dr. You know, um, I didn't think I was going to become a neurosurgeon for sure. Yeah. I wanted to become a cardiologist. Um, so I mean, by far, and I, I mean, everyone needs to read Ben Carson. Um, it it gives you it's like the audacity of hope. It's like Obama's book. That you can come from nothing and become great. Yeah. I love that Ben Carson story. I hate that he's a Republican, but I like I like the story. Okay, I like the story too. Unfortunately, by the time I, I think really called form two, I realized me and biology and anything to do with medicine worlds apart. <laughs> yeah, well, fancy actually dropped biology mm-hmm. as well. Um, I just developed other interests when I was in high school. So yeah, so I didn't. I mean, that dream was not gonna be. Let me not blame this Kale girl for everything. Because if I drop the subject, life just happens. 
and we are to grow some things we think they were you know we were interested in uh once upon a time and uh talk to us about uh how do you love you know the fact that you love love i mean you don't want to break anyone's heart but then nothing lasts forever and well Kanye West says diamonds are forever so diamonds do, do last forever no um, it's just uh, <laughs> the lifetime that we're here <laughs> yeah so i'll tell you the thing i know first i'm a flat i know it for sure i've i've well that's what i've been told it is eh i didn't know what it, it what it sounded like what it would be but that's what it is and um but also i'm i'm very keen to details you know i think love is all about they say the devil is in the details but i think also the love is in the details right so for example i I meet someone who's not a morning person my job is not to make them a morning person and wake them up it's to make sure when they finally wake up by themselves man the house is spotless they have breakfast ready for them because they don't like being woken up and that's the thing with morning people you need to take note of um something else i like to do my chief love language is, is acts of service so i love to do things for people I'll service your car. Uh if you have a car, I'll do errands for you. I'll I'll be there in hospital chilling with you. Like I'll do everything for you, you know. I think it's cuz I want them done for me as well. So that's another thing I do. I I gift. Oh my goodness. I really spend a lot of money on people. I spend a lot of money on people. I spend so much more money on people than I spend on myself. Like on myself like so much more, you know. Just because I, I think this will make them smile. Anytime I've, I've gotten the opportunity to travel, and there's something duty free, I'm like, oh, and then you'd like this. And I'm not even at this. It's not even someone I'm hitting on. Someone I'm like I work with in the office, and I'm like, oh, I think she'd like this perfume, mm-hmm. or I like think she'd like this. Uh, I don't know what else to buy the duty free shop. Uh, even for guys, man, I like. I think Nani likes this whiskey. I can get in this bottle. You know, I love gifting people. So how often do you do you flat? You said you're a flat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like being cute. Eh? You just don't <laughs> just you're just cute. <laughs> I don't think there's so, how often are you cute? You're just cute. So let's say you love appreciating God's creation more often than, you know, the ordinary person out there. Yeah, maybe maybe actually let me just correct myself, eh? Mm-hmm. I don't think the word is flat. Cuz flat has a negative connotation to it, eh? But I compliment a lot. I I mean, if you look good, you look good, man. And I'm one to tell you you look good. I hate it when people look good and no one tells them. You know, Jovel Made Mujaribu, eh? Umeto kahao, kanyuele, ka lip gloss, kajuana ke, limuru, nini. And then no one tells you. Can you imagine? It's really upsetting, you know. But even in a guy, and I may tell guys, if a guy has nice shoes, I'm like, hey my guy, I really like your shoes, you know. If a guy has a good watch, I mean I really like watches. So if a guy has a nice watch, I'm like, hey, I like your watch. Tell people good things while they're here. Don't give when you die, everyone's like, hey, William was so dope. Tell them when they're alive. William, um, you know, you love doing nice things to people. And in return, you expect them to do the same thing for you. Yep. But sometimes we don't always get that yep. most of the time. Have you been in a situation whereby you've been really good to someone, but they just, uh, you're like John Cena. They can't see you. <laughs> can, I, can I be honest? No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. Off the top of my mind, mm-hmm. no. Maybe it's my the way I'm wired. I actually think people do a lot for me. I don't know if uh, I don't know if I would say that that I've, I've expected something from them and they didn't do it. In fact, many times I am surprised. A few years ago, I traveled to the states, and then my girlfriend at the time traveled to Spain. But we're having we're having domes, serious domes, and we're both away for like two weeks. Um, serious domes. So I'm in America, I'm in the East Coast, so New York. She's in Madrid. 
Um, and we're both there by there for fun times, our own whatever things. Eh? She was going on a, but I was like a study trip or something. So we don't have a lot of money. We're very broke. And, I and remember you have domains. And we have domains. <laughs> and every time yeah. we try to talk, it gets worse. And I just, I was just, me, I knew we we're done. This girl, we are done. Mm-hmm. We are done. Um, she's amazing. I mean, her, her name is Liz. We, I knew Liz and I, done. You know? So even when I'm in States and I'm doing some kiddo go shopping, I bought her nothing. I'm like, where am I buying someone something? And we're done. You know? And when I came back, I mean, things were not good. It was still, it, in fact, they were worse. On my first day back to the office, she came to the office. She had done a whole lot of shopping for me. Wow. Can you imagine? So I really felt bad about it, you know. So, yeah, I mean, Liz, Mazen Akupenda. William loves you. And um, so, as someone who loves love, Najwa, when you get into a relationship, you don't expect it to end. But sometimes it does. <laughs> so, how was that for you? Let me tell you. Hey, if you think Raila has been like, rejected many times. <laughs> Chick! <laughs> me and Raila, one was up. Shout out, up, Shout out to you, Rao. <laughs> so let me just like run through. This, the, the Kale girl left me. Okay. Then we got, a, got into a different relationship with a different girl. Lovely girl. Um, but she was going through her own family issues. She came from a broken home. She had things she needed to deal with, dad issues. So it, she was hurting. She was hurting me. And I don't think she had... Every time I pointed it out, she would not acknowledge it. It was very hurtful. And I really loved her, but I had to step aside, eh? Then that was number two. Then another chick came along that I worked with, and I knew this one. I'm gonna ma- this one, ma. This one is the one. This one, Jehovah, my God. I knew who you sasa. Perfection, perfection. Um, Olive, oh man. Olive, so you call Olivia. Like you know, the Olivia Pope is a fixer yeah, in, in, in scandal. So I felt like she had come to fix my life. Calling out the greatness in oh, you. Yeah. Man. Yeah. This girl was brilliant. And, um, man, it just didn't work. I mean, she got someone else who made her happier. Mm-hmm. Me, someone has poured out his heart and everything. And I remember it was around the time mm-hmm. when Saudi Soul's uh, song Kuliko Jana had come out. And so I remember one day we were having a good conversation. But it happened so quick. One day we were having a good conversation at night telling me how she can't picture her life without me and the best thing that ever happened to her how and i was like they're like oh my god i need money for Rorashio. i just need for, for real for real yeah. i kid you not i don't started looking for a ring because it's gonna propose for maybe like a month or two uh-huh. the next day she's some random guy who appeared from her past who loves her apparently whom she loves and uh she just said she wants us to be just friends man so i remember going home Putting on the radio, playing that song Kuliko Jana, and I really cried. I mean, that's the first and last time I ever cried. I cried. Eh? Let me tell you, I didn't. I wept. I wept. <laughs> my bed sheets were wet. My t shirt, I was really upset about it because I felt like my, my wife had been snatched from me. Um, and she was not my wife, you know, but it is what it is. And life goes on. At that point, did you. Uh, did you like look back and um, think maybe you made her leave? Did you? Was it? Was it? It's about me. She was a. You know what was going through your mind. I felt like I was not good enough, uh, and let me tell you, I think the biggest um, insecurity I've battled with my whole adult life is the feeling of inadequacy. 
you know, am I good enough? And and especially if someone leaves you, you feel like it's because you're not good enough, you know. And so that was really what was on my mind. Um, someone else was better than me. Someone else was, I don't know if more charming. I don't know if they're better looking. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I felt like I was not good enough. That was that's what was on my mind. Did you talk to anyone about it? Or, you know, you just cried and, you know, slept over and the next morning you were okay? I just cried. I drowned myself in work. Work is my escape. But I just, you don't underestimate any crying and work. You will get, you will get of everything. <laughs> I'm also an emotional <laughs> person. But when I, I cried <laughs> once, eh? Let me just, yeah. <laughs> that one day, not that it was a series of days, just that one day. And I cried for about a good hour. Uh-huh. I cried, I cried, I cried, I got out of my system and I thought to myself, I'm never crying for a woman again. Never. And I was not bitter. I mean, I was very bitter that day. Mm-hmm. But in a month, Chica was fine. I mean, uh, we, we talk now. Her husband, her husband, I mean, she married the guy. Um, the husband and I talk. Oops. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, <laughs> may I have the gift of moving on. Okay, there's that gift, but also I must. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, Lazima to move on because it's like being fired from your job. Mm-hmm. In as much as you love your job, you're good at it. You can't keep telling your boss that you're good. You need your job. You have to move on. <laughs> I'm also a crier. <laughs> I'm not a crier. I cried once. No, okay. Cried once. No, sometimes when I get uh, when I I have something troubling me, I think I'll cry. But once I do that, it's I let go. Mm. it's okay to cry I don't know why yeah. men are always like fighting they don't want to say they cry it's okay to cry it's okay to let your let emotions you out felt. yeah let me tell you what it felt like eh? I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm a fan of Leeds United right okay so Leeds just got qualified uh, yeah. wait you're not Liverpool fan no no no, no. <laughs> why are you having a Liverpool jersey <laughs> oh it's because they won <laughs> it's because they won yeah right but mm-hmm. Leeds have been out of the been out of the Premier League for sixteen years, sixteen years, and we finally got them back. So you can imagine all the pride and all the glory, and even Liverpool would relate to it. And then, just when you've gotten it, it's taken away from you. You'd cry, you'd really, really cry. So that's why I cried. Eh? I felt like something had worked, and I mean, I was with this girl for two years. Mm-hmm. I felt like something I'd worked hard for was coming to naught, you know, and and that hurt, man. What do you do with two years of your life that you're never going to get back? I'd seen it all with this girl. I'd, I'd seen kids. I'd seen us... Um, I'd seen us everywhere. I'd seen us traveling the world. I'd seen us... Uh, I mean, even arguing about the silliest of things. I'd seen us, like, decorating the house. And I know chicks just see this thing, eh? I'll tell you, she gave me the best birthday present ever right it was not expensive she sent me a box of food that's it and she was having a tough day at work it was my birthday sent me a box she just went home from her office went home quickly made a box of food got a rider sent it to me that's it that's the best birthday gift i've ever got in my life wow but but just to take you back a little bit uh when you say you had seen like a a, a wife kids a home everything i remember that's 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 what i saw when i dated when i Dated the first guy I ever dated in my life. <laughs> None of that. But um, I didn't know that's something that men see as well. So does that happen every time you kick off a relationship? No, no, no. I mean, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, let me give you a quick fact. Eh? When you're looking for a chick, you're looking for someone hot. 
Yeah. When you're looking for a chick, a girlfriend, you look at someone hot. Not even for yourself, it's for your boys. Like, hey, mazule mreshwa wili. Anaweza ha. Ameti. Chick, when you're looking for a wife, you're looking for peace. Mm-hmm. That's what this girl was to me. She really was my peace. And that for me is, is everything. Hot people are everywhere. Peaceful people, they're few and fine between. And at this point, you need to subscribe. But also, I need to remind you that Willie, aka William, is single and searching. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see about the searching, eh? But single for sure. I don't know about the searching, and I'll explain why in a bit.